Money FM 89.3. Best of the evening runway. Under the radar. You're listening to Money FM 89.3, and it's now time for Under the Radar with me, Chua Tian Tian. Now, what is the one common factor between an astronaut on the International Space Station, billionaire Elon Musk, and South Korean actor Song Joong Ki? Now, the answer may make you go, seriously, what? Now, are you ready for the answer? Well, the answer is that all three of them eat Gopiko candies at some point in their lives. Now, if you're a K-drama lover like me, you might have noticed Gopiko candies appear out of nowhere, sometimes almost as frequently as Subway in the middle of your favourite shows. And in 2017, a then-Twitter post by the official International Space Station account showed a group of astronauts enjoying their Thanksgiving dinner with Gopiko candies in the picture. Now, fast forward to 2022, Elon Musk was offered Gopiko candies by Indonesia's Minister of Maritime and Investment Affairs, Luhut Panjaitan, when they met in Texas. The billionaire tried the candied treat for the first time and was caught on video raising both his thumbs. Now, what have these got to do with money, you might ask? Well, believe it or not, shares of Gopiko's owner, Mayora Group, jumped 7.3% as a result of the video featuring Elon Musk. So what is Gopiko's secret to building a strong brand, both organically and inorganically? And what is the financial reward for doing so? Also, what is the return on investments in promotional strategies such as product placements? And how far is Kopiko's proliferation into K-dramas a good strategy for it to position itself as a global brand? Lots of questions. And I've got with me in studio, Ricky Afriando, Director and Global Marketing Director at Mayora Group, the company behind Kopiko. Uh, Ricky, welcome. Ah, thank you, Tian Tian. Great to have you joining us. And I believe you flew all the way from Indonesia as well. Yes, indeed. Wow. And Ricky, let's get straight into Kopiko. It needs little introduction for the typical Southeast Asian in the street. Basically a pioneer of coffee candy made in Indonesia, exported to over 80 countries. But let's talk about the company behind it, or Mayora Group. I understand it started out as a biscuit company in 1948 where you mm. made Merry Biscuits. <laughs> yes. Wow, okay. So tell us more about the value proposition, business model and industry positioning of Mayora Group then. Okay. So Mayora Group is well known as a fast-moving consumer good that focusing on food and beverage. As you said, it started with biscuit, but then I think we have uh, many and multiple categories. So the company values propositions is produce a quality good of products, which is that easy. But what makes it hard is a good quality product at affordable price. While what we want to position ourselves or what we want to do in the world, basically, is how we serve the happiness and the goodness for the consumer around the world. Wow, happiness. And I understand Mayora's products, Ariki, cut across eight categories, ranging from your biscuit, your candies, your wafer, chocolate, coffee, instant food, instant noodles, beverage, cereal, lots of them. And you've got brands like Bing Bing as well, right? Mm-hmm. Dasina as well. So which is the most important product vertical for Mayora Group as a whole? It's quite tough, though, to choose which one is the most important. <laughs> I think everything is important. Uh, it just it depends on which country, example, mm-hmm. where the contribution of its specific category can be high. Mm-hmm. Example, in probably in country like Philippines, mm-hmm. the Copico, which is in coffee mix, is one of the mm-hmm. biggest contribution for us. But in general, I think 
it is very important in its category. It play its certain role, especially mm. when we see it from different countries' perspective. Mm. So, uh, just if you could give us some more examples, right, within Southeast Asia, let's say mm. Singapore, uh, let's say even in, 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 in Asia, you have South Korea, mm-hmm. you have the Philippines and the whole market of Indonesia. Which are the leading brands in these countries then? Okay, I think, yeah, we are quite lucky and we are quite happy to see the way we progress. Mm. In Indonesia, example, we are leading in multiple categories. Yeah. Uh, like biscuit, we are number one. Wow. Yeah. Even the chocolate wafer like Bang Bang. Mm. We are also pioneer in uh, stick wafer chocolate as well, like ah. Astic. And chocolate paste, Choki mm. Choki. If you may still aware, I think, still uh, since a long time ago. And it is not only in Indonesia. I think we sell it in multiple markets like uh, Malaysia and yeah. Thailand, where we are also number one positions. Wow. And in Philippines, uh, very strong with Kopiko brands. Hmm. And Malkis is a biscuit crackers brand hmm. also, is number one in Thailand hmm. and also in Indonesia for hmm. sure. Hmm. And... Other market, I think outside ASEAN, mm. uh, we have a butter cookies which is leading in China. Oh. On top of that, I think Kopiko itself, mm. it is uh, present in more than 80 countries yeah. and is number one in India also, outside ASEAN Ooh. countries. I was thinking of South Korea because of all that K-dramas, but uh, your... <laughs> You're uh, talking about so much food here. You're making mm. me very, very, very hungry, Ariki. Uh, but let's take a look at your global presence, yeah? Uh, Mayora has 6,784, to be exact, distributors mm. around the world. And just your candies alone, the Kopiko candies, have been exported to over 80 countries. So as a whole, on a group level, how many geographical markets are you present in? And... What type of presence are we looking at? Are we looking at you having your factories there? Are we looking at you having just distributors? Or are we looking at you having your in-house distribution network and overseas offices? Okay, great questions. I think, yeah. In total levels, uh, our company with its brands already cover more than 100 countries. And the beauty of uh, Mayora, I think, is the business 50-50 when you see uh, domestic and international. So we think we need to step up as really a global company, that number one. And your questions related to uh, the way we do the business yes. when it comes to distribution example. In some countries, it's managed by ourselves. In some countries, I think we work with the distributors. Yeah. That's, I think, uh, the business models. Mm. Okay, and which is then the most important geographical market then for Mayura, uh, both financially and also operationally when you look at your supply markets, your export markets uh, looking ahead? Mm, okay, a very good question, another one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, at this moment, I think we are quite big and key market for us is ASEAN for sure. Mm. And when it comes, that's financially, I think, but from supply and the other population potential and things like that, I think uh, China and India for sure is our key market as well, which mm. on top of that, uh, we are also present in Middle East, which showing a very good uh, potential for us. On top mm. of that, I think uh, we already sell it to sell our products to U.S. market, which we wow. see a couple of uh, potential there, mm. which maybe hopefully this year can be one of the focus for us to grow further. 
Right. Mm-hmm. If you're just tuning in, we're now in conversation with Ricky Afriando, Director and Global Marketing Director at Mayora Group. And let's talk about money, Ricky. Mm-hmm. Mayora revenue has increased gradually over the past year. I believe we are looking at uh, 24.5 trillion rupiah or 2.1 billion mm-hmm. sing dollars in 2020 to 30.7 trillion rupiah in 2022. And profits seem to be quite uh, robust, according to a report done by our colleagues at the Business Times. It's up 89.9% in the first nine months of 2023, despite revenue growing about 3% year-on-year. So what were the reasons for that, though? Okay. Uh, From financial perspective, I think, uh, as a history, our company, which is very good, is always growing double-digit. And since 2020 up to 2022, I think the business grew very significantly, always double-digits. Unfortunately, I think the war started in Ukraine and Russia and the rise of the commodity prices uh, pushed a lot of players, not only us, they need to do a price increase in 2023. Actually, since 2022, up to 2023. Mm. Uh, That's why I think we see a lot of uh, downside after that. Of course, the demand will get impact in 2023 Mm. because people need to save their margin. The, yeah. the profit margins. So a lot of people either they do some configurations, increase or reduce their brimage mm. to keep the price point or they increase <laughs> the price point because of the margin pressures. So mm. that I think not only to us, but in many companies, mm-hmm. everybody's struggling in terms of the revenue growth in 2023. Mm. But on the other side, I've been mm. looking at us, the position from the margin perspective and profitability perspective is is really great, I think, mm-hmm. 2023. That's why we see the market, especially 2024, we need to go back to growth. Mm. And based on our um, analysis, based on past data, mm. consumer probably take three up to four quarters to mm. absorb the price increase before they get used to it. Mm. And the reason, I think, uh, not easy for FMCG Hmm. Example, our price point is like 1,000. 1,000 is like 10 cents. Yeah. But you cannot sell it like in Singapore, uh, 1.1 to 1.2. Hmm. In Indonesia, when your price is 1,000, you cannot sell it 1,100. Yeah. So it goes to 1,500 or 2,000s. So ah. it means the increase is actually 50 to 100%. Okay. So that's the challenge where the consumer really need takes time to adjust the price increase. Yeah. So a 10 cent increase here will be equivalent to uh, almost a 50% increase Yes, there. like 15. Yeah. So uh, the one question that we might ask as consumers, will we get more air in our package? <laughs> so uh, don't mind me asking if there's any quick thoughts. <laughs> okay, put more air, you mean like <laughs> contain less, basically. Yes. Yeah, uh, some companies choose to do that mm-hmm. because, you know, in the in the situation where the margin really get hurt, mm-hmm. so what they need to do is they keep the price point because mm-hmm. they know it is very sensitive, but they reduce the grimage. Mm-hmm. For us, we can do that, but we believe you can reduce at a certain levels. You cannot mm-hmm. really reduce until yeah. consumer feel it. It is yes. just too much. So mm. you cannot uh, cheat the consumers. That's what we believe. So you have opted for price increases, which as a result resulted in that gradual increase in revenue and also a slightly better profit margin. Absolutely, yes. Right. And let's talk about targets for 2023 full year and 2024. I believe you told the media last October that the group is looking at a top line figure of 30 trillion rupiah, bottom line figure of at least 2 trillion rupiah for the full year. How far is that the case right now? What are your targets for 2024? 
Okay, so uh, happy to to say that we achieved those target. Uh, 30 billion so I think we passed mm-hmm. it now maybe closing it uh, above 31 yeah. in 2023 but the profit just amazed I think it's mm-hmm. deliver what we promised earlier so it's achieved more than what we targeted mm-hmm. for what were the reasons for that if I can ask uh, number one increases? I think because of the impact of the price yeah. increases and mm-hmm. second some commodity prices get adjusted as well Uh, yeah. As we enter 2024. Yes. Okay, and let's, speaking of driving growth and value, you talk about 2024 being a year of growth, Ricky. We mm-hmm. must talk about Kopiko. Mm. Brand-wise, do you expect Kopiko to be a key driver of growth in the near term? Which are the key markets that you're looking to deepen your presence in or to expand into 2024 where specifically Kopiko is concerned? Okay, it's a good question. <laughs> um, of course, I think uh, South Korea, Because we do a lot of, as you said, is yeah. built-in. It get a positive impact to the brands. So that could be one of our key market as well. At the same time, Indonesia is mm. uh, our origin, where it is the, the originally come from. Yeah. It's also the key focus. India, certainly for Kopiko. Now we're mm. partnering with the MS Dhoni. Mm. is the legend cricket player in India. So we are happy to to say that, and which is will be on air maybe end of the January. Mm. So this is the secret that I mentioned it for the first time, I guess, mm. <laughs> outside India. <laughs> and we are looking at hopefully uh, if everything goes well, maybe US can be one of our priority on top of Indonesia, India, and ASEAN market. And when we look at Kopiko, you are looking at mostly Kopiko candies or. Kopiko in terms yeah. of the broader Kopiko instant coffee, coffee candies and, yeah. and more. In this case, actually coffee in the form of candy. Mm. We tend to say it is not candy actually. It's a coffee replacement anytime, <laughs> anywhere. <laughs> We will have uh, sugar-free as well. Mm. So, But as you said, I think this is not only just the coffee candy replacement. Yes, we are present in coffee mix mm. where actually we are a leader in Philippines is by mm. having almost 50% market share wow. beating the local and multinational company and on top of that I think the good things with Kopiko we extended and we expand also even to US Middle East and yeah that's a couple of country that not only a coffee replacement or candy but mm. in the form of uh, coffee mixes mm. talk about coffee replacement reminds me mm-hmm. of those uh, the astronauts that we talked about at the start Astronaut. of the conversation because they can't have coffee in space as yeah. easily as we can because it will obviously spill um, let's talk about your aggressive marketing strategy mm-hmm. right we talked about how Elon Musk's two thumbs up sent Mayora's shares up some 7% in 2022. We talked about astronauts eating Kopiko in space. Mm. To the man in the street, the question would then be, are these organic marketing? If yes, then what is the financial reward for Mayora Group to, uh, of building such a strong brand? Okay. I think, it's, uh, to be honest, for the NASA one, mm. it, is, it was organic. Yeah, unexpected. So unexpected. But the good things with that, uh, the virality goes just become even more. Yeah. Uh, it bring, bring, of course, a positive impact, not only to Indonesians, I guess, also to US. But the thing is, it cannot be viral. Mm. The good things, the product was already there before it bought by NASA. Mm-hmm. So lucky enough, I think one of the astronauts or a couple of the astronauts really loves Kopiko. That's why they bought <laughs> Kopiko uh, during their explorations mm-hmm. in the outer space. But that one, I think, bring a lot of positive impact also yeah. to the business. So more countries that are aware of Kopiko, 
Mm-hmm. And on top of that, I think when our minister, as you said, met Elon Musk, so because Copico met in Indonesia and the minister from Indonesia, and it bought by NASA, and Elon Musk have a Tesla, and not Tesla, I mean uh, SpaceX. SpaceX, yes. So there is a, what do you call it? Commonality is there, yeah. so they said that this is from Indonesia. We're also bought by NASA, <laughs> so then they give it to Elon Musk. Okay. But that's, I think, a very positive reward to us. Mm. If there wasn't astronaut bought Copico, maybe there will not be Elon Musk. Elon Musk as well. <laughs> so it's one thing leading to another. So that goes to show the importance of building a strong brand from the start. Yes. But meanwhile. Uh, Ricky, as a K-drama lover, I have mm-hmm. to ask you this question because Mayora is putting Kopiko in almost every other Korean <laughs> dramas like your Vincesso and I was watching Yumi Cells, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's up with that aggressive marketing strategy? Because for Southeast Asian, when you watch Korean drama and you see a Southeast Asian brand pop up of nowhere almost mm-hmm. as frequently as Subway, it, it, it does seem a little bit jarring. So <laughs> is South Korea market you're eyeing the future or are you... Do you have greater ambitions to target the global markets through the global influence of K-drama streamed on international platforms? Mm, great, great. So I think there are two things. One, at the time we saw that, you know, a lot of Gen Z, uh, yeah. very young people goes to Netflix, uh, Disney Hotstar and things like yeah. that. So we think that we need to live up the game. So how to reach them. <laughs> and we saw the Korean drama is amazingly not only in South Korea itself, in yes. Indonesia, Singapore and many parts of the world. And second, on the other side, we saw that the Copic already present in 80 countries. Yeah. So that's make us thinking that it this makes sense to use uh, Korean drama as a vehicle. So mm. the brand already available uh, abroad mm. and Korean drama accepted actually in multiple countries as well. Yeah. And our ambitions was to make Copico uh, become truly a global brand. Mm-hmm. So we think that this is a, something that we can l- really leverage. And it seems very good response. Now, mm-hmm. since then, I think the business grew not only in Indonesia, but mm-hmm. also in particularly in the market, like even the South Korea and Japan, mm-hmm. so, which is sometimes we did not really expect it, but it mm-hmm. gets positive impact. Mm-hmm. So. Don't mind me asking this, just following up mm-hmm. on what you mentioned. When did... Kopiko or Mayora Group decide to uh, market its products through K-dramas. And when we look at impact for years after, right, uh, what magnitude are we looking at? If you could provide some numbers, some scale that we can look at. I think uh, just to give you the examples, the business in South Korea, example, mm. is growing four times than wow. before we put it in the Korean drama. So that's a couple of the impact that we see is really uh, happy for us. Mm. Uh, the market in US, we are there, but it wasn't really a viral things or happenings. Mm. But since then, I think many people just graze about Copico. They just try to find it. Sometimes, actually, they order it from Indonesia, somewhere <laughs> from America, just to buy that product. <laughs> so, oh, well, I've got to amazing. admit, uh, you know, K-drama does has its uh, influence because after yes. watching the male lead have his Copico, I ended up going to the supermarket to buy a pack myself. <laughs> But of course, you can't buy the exact format that they have in South Korea, right? The, the packaging is slightly the different. Blister, yeah. But mm. yeah. Um, but before we go, Ricky, what are some future plans for Mayora Group for the year of 2024 that we might have missed out earlier? What mm. can we look forward to uh, in Asia and in Singapore? 
I think three things uh, for us, our key priority is how we back to the growth again. So we need to ensure our core brands, core business is keep growing. So it means your executions, operations-wise, need to be excellent. You need to improve it. I think since the pandemic time, it is the best time. Everything is already open up, back to normal. So let's get it done. So mm-hmm. that's the best basic principle of the FMCG. <laughs> be available whenever consumer want it. Second, I think when it comes to communications with, I think, uh, the proliferations of the digital, the media and things like that, what we need to do is we need to have uh, insightful communications. Mm. Just the communication without insight, it will be quite tough, I guess, to reach the consumer uh, mm. meaningfully and mm. impactfully. The last one, I think uh, we are known as an innovative company. Mm. So we will be always innovative, but we mm. need to be careful. So it means that we only launch and push the product with a meaningful innovation so that it mm. will help the brand rather than become the burden for the company. Those three oh. things, I think, need to be done mm. uh, in across the market. And mm. particularly for uh, Singapore, Singapore mm. is uh, small but beautiful, as you know, <laughs> small but attracts so many people across the world. So this country is a very good place to showcase that this is a global brand. Mm. So hopefully you can see a lot more happening for Copico and a couple of other brands in Singapore. Mm. I can imagine you've got your work cut out for you for 2024, <laughs> uh, Ricky. Uh, thanks a lot, uh, Ricky. That was Ricky Afrianjo, Director and Global Marketing Director at Mayura Group. Thank you very much for joining us on Money FM 89.3. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance.